Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. And this is Trav. Sorry, but Jonathan is not with us tonight. But welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of doing our very best to bring more horror and unpleasant situations into your life, especially your gaming life. And that's not because you can't agree on what pizza to eat. No. As, as long I mean, though, I, I've been told that... Uh, Things like anchovies and uh, ham and pineapple are fighting words. Oh, see, 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 we're going to, okay, let's not even go there. Just let, hey, what's the topic tonight, Bruce? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. Tonight we are again talking about Fringeworthy, and we're talking again about the to Meller and Meller War, except now we're calling it the Meller Commonwealth War. Because what we're asking is, is it over? Is, you know, is the war really over? Or is, uh, are the Meller, you know, still engaged in some kind of, you know, some kind of uh, offensive somewhere? Are they keeping the faith? Or have they decided to do something else? Uh, And of course, this is really good for you and your campaign because you don't have to necessarily do one thing. So the uh, the big question is uh, uh, again is the war over so the there's two things we have in the game that pretty much says yes as far as an organized thing it is though we'll get to maybe not and that is is that uh, before the uh, Tamellers left uh, for parts unknown uh, they first of all set up um, a fringeworthy filter to keep the entire Commonwealth, the people who weren't Meller but still decided to take it out on their neighbors, uh, to engage in warfare. So by putting the fringeworthy filters, which means it was very, very hard at that point for people to find their way onto the fringe pass because if there was a warp, then only people who were within 100 feet of it who were fringeworthy could see it. So, that, And that's a, a number one indicator that you are fringeworthy because if you can see a warp. A lot of worlds had full stations and so the only way to tell yes. you're fringe worthy in those circumstances was actually to go through them but you had to get there and if you're in a post uh collapse society where you know the meller had basically destroyed everything assuming that you even as a race survive well you know they're uh <laughs> you you're a, these are the, um, uh, the the paths to the Jeffrey tubes of the fringe paths, you know, uh, of, the, of the big system. They're not actually the main way that people went from world to world. So most people on worlds probably didn't even know about the fringe portals. So when you add that together, the chances of anybody knowing about the portals and about how to get from there to another world are slim. And if you're a Meller, uh, if you try to leave... 
The second thing that the uh, that the Tamalaran did was they basically these very nice you know people who don't uh, who who are very very um, peaceful and 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 don't like anybody to be fighting one another. They created this massively brutal anti-Meller system where if you're a Meller and you walk out onto the French pass, you every round you know uh, you take a hundred points of of radiant or, uh, you know, uh, 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 damage. Damage that hurts you specifically. Uh, yeah, if you are a Meller, if you're a Meller and you go through a portal, it's, yeah, in okay, because Fringeworthy, our last edition was OGL. Right. Basically, it would be 100 points of unspecified energy damage. There, it's not fire, it's not electricity, it's not sonic, it's not cold. In other words, you're not immune to it. It is just... <laughs> <laughs> right, the the Melor, it, it's called, or what do we say in my campaign? A hundred points of suck it. Yeah. Where just, and you have to basically get to another portal, which means you may take more damage going through that portal, that second one, but you'll be off the fringe paths and on another world and the Melor can regenerate. But still, it was a very effective, nasty way of, now was it the fringe, was it the Termelon that made that filter as well? Or was yeah. it a Commonwealth invention? Uh, well, no one, no, it was never spoken as to who created it, but um, it's possible it was created by the Commonwealth, which would get, which would keep the Tamellers' hands clean on, because, you know, you're right, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for them to do it, the, because they called the, the Meller their beloved children. They were trying to save them. So, yeah, you know, but at the same time, this is that, you know, uh, they also do, they also trusted in the intelligence of their creations, and you, if you're on a world where there's thousands of Meller and and you keep sent and they keep going through the portal and they never come back, or if they do come back, they're like all burned, you know, and have to regenerate and go. No, it's death to go yeah. out there. Well, then um, you know the, the rest of them will be smart enough not to do it. So it could be considered yeah. a, a kind of a prophylactic. Um, is that the right term? You know, uh, uh, just just something to. You, you you lose a few to save a lot. I don't know. You know, it's... Yeah. It's, and, you know, and, and since they are so Tweedledum and Tweedledee, they could pass information between them readily, then you're not really losing very much when you lose a Meller. You know, it's not like they're irreplaceable. Now, if they were the only one on the world, well, yeah, then that. But And we... I'm trying to remember now. Uh, it... Does it or doesn't it affect the uh, uh, old Meller? Did we say the ones I don't were unaffected? Think so, but I think I don't. I don't think the old Meller were affected, but the old Meller also really a lot of them were on the worlds and they just did their duty. They didn't leave, so the lockdown for the old Mellers are just like okay, fine, I can't leave. I just continue the job that I was programmed to do. Say la vie. Yeah. Well, sooner yeah, or I later, think it was more I, the. I say sooner or later, an old Meller would try to report back in. Well, yeah, and and then they would find out and they would realize either and, – and they would have the clearance because, you know, the old Mellers would have keys and stuff. So Maybe. they would, you know, get they into the – They don't have to. Well, they, well, well, I would think if a Mellor was there guiding a world and he felt the need to lock down the world from the inside, I would think all Mellors would have a key or at least ones that were strategically like – Okay, it is my job to watch this portal. I've been given a high level key by the Termelern, and there's problem on the fringe paths. Okay, I need to lock the portal down from the inside. 
So I would think depending now, if it's the Mellor that's working some farm on the opposite side of the planet from the one portal, he's not going to need a key. Yeah. So I would think that the Mellor that would have responsibilities pertaining to the portal or warp, yeah, then they would be given a key. Yeah. See, the thing to me is, is that, you know, some of these Mellor probably went to their world using the big system. They never like well, went yeah. in through a yeah, portal yeah, yeah. at all. They may not, I mean, it's even possible that they don't even know about the fridge system. In the sense of that. Uh, again, I think, well, again, it, yeah, it could be a need to know basis. And they're now, they feel that they're trapped. And because the Mellor are, you know, programmed bat produced beings, they're just like, okay, I'm trapped here. I just keep doing the job I was, you know, created to do. Yeah. See, what it does is. And it, just it, go on. Yeah. It kind of brings up the big question, which I had, uh, which I sent you an email, which is how much were the KeyGak involved in this? Okay. Because. You know, on one hand, since it was their plan to change the Mellor, to turn them into, yeah. to free them, which actually turned them into yes. homicidal maniacs, but the point was it was still their yeah. idea, so they would have worked out in their minds, okay, we need to let, you know, how are we going to let these people know that they're different? How are we going to let them know, you know, since they might get, when they try to break free, they might get locked out of the system, how do they get somewhere else you know did you know was it the was it the key gag who figured out the if you have a crystal and you're in the form of a uh a fringe worthy person you can then go on the fringe paths and the system can't figure can't identifies you as the fringe worthy person and not as a meller see these questions are never answered they're not in the books and therefore they're up to you as the gm to decide what happens yeah. but it makes it hard for us as designers to advise you because we don't know some of this yeah. stuff. But on the other hand, yeah. from an efficiency standpoint, if you were, uh, you know, I mean, if you want to get this virus out to as many uh, Mellor as possible, you're definitely not going to miss the opportunity of infecting them as they're coming out of the vats and going out to those million, million worlds to start doing their job. Okay, so anyways, we were talking about how the KeyGak uh were you know kind of orchestrating this war to, to begin with okay so they they needed to to basically you know uh get try to coordinate the meller a little bit you know because we knew that the meller were coordinating with each other in order once they got infected in order to be able to strike all at once when the time came so uh I think that the you know, if they if the Meller didn't know about the French pass, that the Keygak would probably have been involved in letting them know about that. You know, in the in the idea of saying, you know, you you guys are you know they're not going to let you just you know be free. You know, they're going to want you back in the chains again. They're going to want to, in their words, cure you. So you know, you yeah. need to have you need to be in a position. First of all, you need to strike back first, and secondly, uh, you need to be in a position to have as much access as possible. So uh, there, you know, you need to be able to use the fringe paths and and things like that. Now, I don't uh, since they didn't have the fringe ray filter, they didn't have the Meller. Uh, anti anti Meller system going. Uh, there wasn't initially they wouldn't they wouldn't have known about using a key to impart you know to use it with a fringe worthy person. That would be something they would have to figure out afterwards. Uh, but yeah. I I think that once they realize you know and 
I, I think it's pretty clear to me that you know they also knew as part of this that they you know uh, that they were able to do all these things that they never could do before because they never knew you know it wasn't part of their their thing to uh, be able to uh, reproduce. They were immortal. They weren't supposed to reproduce. Yeah. Okay. Now. Yeah, they're sterile. Yeah. Right now, you know, they're not sterile. They just had no need to reproduce. We don't even know if they were had the ability before, uh, but they certainly didn't. They certainly wouldn't have taken carrion and put a biogenetic, you know, like a person wouldn't have killed a person and put a a a, a bio uh, uh, package. You know, like like the way that a wasp will deposit its young inside the body of a live creature. Oh, or what even is a the term? Um, oh God, there's a term. Ovipositor. That's yeah. the name. Yeah. Basically, injecting an egg into a corpse or whatever. Yeah. Right. Which is what they do. They there's basically you know uh, whenever a meller wants to reproduce at the same level, they also you know they also now know to that they can split into two lesser beings. And they would know that they could split um, all... Uh, one, one thing. What? One thing. I thought that in order to, like, copy a person, they had to, like, at the very least, absorb a point of, like, con or whatever, and at the very most, consume the brain and spinal cord to copy. Uh, or is that to just copy a form? That's lower versions. The highest version, all they do is touch you. It wouldn't even cause any yeah. harm whatsoever. Um, and, but once you go lower down the chain, uh, it gets a lot harder yeah. and they have to do things like yeah. actually, you know, eat the brain or, you know, and, and stuff like that. But, um, but, the, and they were, they would have been starting off at the highest level. So, you know, how, whether they experimented and figured out that they could do this splitting thing and they had different abilities when they did that, or whether the key it was part of their programming. When they built the virus, they said, "These we're going to give these creatures this new ability to do these things. And if they're in a really bad situation, they can split in two and sacrifice one of them so the other one can escape kind of thing. You know, was it I think that they probably put that, I think they probably would have put that in the programming of the bioengineered virus just to say, okay, these are your new orders. Yeah. But and they, they would because it was a bioengineered virus, which basically a retrovirus. Yeah. So it reprogrammed their DNA to do all this new stuff. Right. And also their minds. Because it's not just yeah. genetic. I mean, you know, in, in, to a very real extent, they're organic computers. And the, you know, some of the, yeah. some of it was pure programming, uh, where they just essentially changed their um, points of view. You know, they broke whatever conditioning yeah. it was that made them uh, so loyal to the Tamellern that they would easily have sacrificed themselves for the Tamellern under any circumstance. You know, that, that they were willing instead to take pleasure in killing Tamellern and any of the Commonwealth members. I mean, it's a, that's, a big, yeah. that's a big sea change for someone to be able to go through. So... Uh, I kind of think that it, I agree. I, I think that it was built into the programming that the Kiyak did. So that's one reason why I think that the Kiyak must have been, you know, a little bit more involved, you know. But at the same time, is is it? They also wanted to make sure that if they couldn't reach a Meller that got infected, that Meller still knew what it needed to do. So it had to be, you know, programmed into the Meller as as basically a data uh, dump 
into their minds that they knew yeah. they could now do these things and they knew how to do these things. Because uh, according to the book, you know, a, uh, a old Meller that comes into contact with an infected Meller within an X amount of time is going to turn... Like 48 in, hours, I think. Yeah, yeah it's going to turn into yeah, like, yeah. an infected Meller with all the same abilities. Uh, I believe Master Meller or Great Meller, I think, is the highest one. I forget. Yeah, Master Meller. Master Meller, the highest. Yeah. Great's yeah. really, yeah. I always consider the Great Meller to be almost better than the Master Meller. They were bigger, they were stronger, they had all the same abilities. You know, it's to, to me, uh, you know, and they, and, and, you know, they, they, they drained a point of con, which was hardly anything compared to the completely innocuous touching that the master Meller did. Uh, but yeah, but see the great Meller were not, uh, were not sterile. And as I've argued before, is it, it to me, it didn't really make a whole lot. It didn't make any difference, you know, uh, how, you know, how many master Meller were, were infertile, who, that were sterile, because the ones that weren't were the ones that were going to run around and make copies of themselves over the French paths as, as fast as they could so that they could reproduce. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's what, I mean, I, if I was a master Meller and I knew I was, I could reproduce, then I would immediately just go bang, you know, world to world, bang, 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 you know, uh, uh, genetic capsule ge kill genetic capsule kill genetic capsule kill you know and yeah i, I mean i don't whatever and, and they made it like a small percentage but it wasn't that tiny it's like even if it's only one percent i mean you could uh a uh you yeah know but that's the thing there were there were built there were billions of melor across the fringe path so yeah you're going to have all these Melor, and even if 1% of them are fertile that they can split, that's still dangerous because then they can just, okay, uh, it's, it's worse spread than, like oil on water. It's yeah. worse than that, Trav, because those next Melor, okay, as far as uh, we have every reason to think they breed true, so the next, the master Melor that come out of the genetic capsule, they're going to have be able to reproduce. Now you have geometric reproduction. Yes, so I'm just saying is it wouldn't have yeah. taken more than a couple of weeks to cover the entire Commonwealth, you know, which is why yeah. we, we always believed that that the uh, because of all this stuff that they were doing, that probably that, that it was an accident that uh, that it went hot before they were ready. Uh, and and you know, uh, we we you know thought that maybe what would ha what happened was is that a master meller got killed you know and 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 therefore is is his underlings the the great meller that were underneath them had you know had had to assert dominance over each other and you know with some meller on meller combat and that was got a little too visible and somebody said hey what the heck is this news at 11 and before and and they're all like oh the you know the gig's up let's go boys and the and the war goes hot and and millions of people, yep. millions of people are dying. So we don't know how long that took, but it probably—I I don't think it took very long. I think it probably, at the most, was months after this thing started. But that's not. Yeah, really maybe point. years. Yeah, maybe a few years. I'd say anywhere from a half year to two years. It, it just, transitioned into a hot war. Yeah, it just depends on how, you know, 
how fat, you know, well, I mean, how, what the plans were. Because, you know, each Meller on their own world would be the best person to decide how to destroy this world. And, you know, uh, an expo world is going to be different than uh, a, a Meller and a home world versus a agricultural world versus, uh, and of course, most of those you know the places that they would that the Meller were on, though they didn't, they weren't limited to that because they were Meller. Uh, was the ability to uh, uh, okay? Uh, was the ability to go ahead and I just lost track of what I was saying. Okay, all right. Are you are you there, Trav? It's because of time you have to say, we just need to stop this. <laughs> yeah, it it's just, and it seems I'm, I'm adding, when I add comments, that's what it's doing. You know, I'm just saying, yo, thanks for tuning in, and it bounces me out. So I don't know if it's just something with the app or, because I'm not hitting any other buttons. But yeah, well, I get bounced out again. So maybe maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to acknowledge the fans here. I, I hear that. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I I basically told I told uh, Hot Wheel in Bund that I was going to we were going to switch over to Skype and finish yeah. this, the session. So we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe it'll do, if it does it next week, next time we record, then I'll just uh, uh, you know I'll do all the I'll do all the I'll let you guys run it and I'll do all the. Uh, uh, commenting and hopefully that'll keep you on. All right. Yeah. I just, yeah, I wasn't doing this before, even when I was adding stuff. So yeah. All right. Let me. So I'm all, I'm still recording. So, uh, yeah, so am I. Yeah. It's just, yeah, we're still, yeah, I'm almost at 30 minutes recording now. Yeah, so. I am. Okay. So, all right. Uh, all right. So picking up where we left off, um, the uh, okay, so um, anyways, the last thing I remember talking about was how each world is going to be different as far as what's the best technique for destroying it. So yeah. as we talked about how in our episode on you know uh, how fast could a Meller destroy a world, and we figured out that in a modern setting it would take less than thirty days to destroy the, a world like ours. Uh, by using uh, infiltration and massive production of least Meller to produce millions of them in a wave of destruction that 
which is basically just it'd be like most people's ideas of a zombie apocalypse, except they're yeah, Mellor. Yeah. Right. You know, they, because they regenerate. If you if you don't kill them, they just get better. They just get better, and um, and you uh, and they can be turned into. You know, they can be reproduced at a massive rate by using livestock. Uh, because as we found out is is that if you put that genetic capsule into something that's unintelligent, you know, uh, it, it won't produce a meller, it'll produce least meller in like hundreds of them if you know whatever the, the bigger the animal, the, the more they, they reproduce. So uh, and so a single uh, I, I think like a single dairy cow could produce like a hundred least meller. So, uh, and, you know, smaller animals, of course, could produce less. But, you know, so, and these factory farms, which is what we talked about, where they have, you know, hundreds of thousands of sheep or, or cows or pigs or whatever like that, they would just produce literally armies of uh, least meller. And then, of course, the intelligent meller would be able to, like, set up the transfer or whatever of getting them to where they needed to go in order to continue to be, you know, horrible, you know, the, the horrible danger that they are. All right, so so this moves us up to the fact that uh, the, how, how would, you know, are, is the war still going on? Well, between worlds, and, until they figure out how to tra uh, cross over to another world, uh, they, they can't. But uh, the war, in a way, can continue on the world they're, tra they're on, okay? Because there's three ways that Mellor destroy a world. Either one, they use infiltration, uh, psychological methods, things like that, you know, um, misinformation to cause the native population to go to war with themselves and destroy each other. Yeah. Okay, you know, and, uh, and this can be done through, you know, it's easy to do it today. You just you get, just control the people that push the nukes and everybody push the nuke, but oh, the big red button all at once. You know, the Chinese leader's a meller, the Russian leader's a meller, uh, you know, our president. Well, remember, they're not going to be, lead remember, the meller were never leaders. They were always the viziers, the powers behind the throne, the worm tongues. That's how meller worked. They were never in the prime position. You're they right. They always were in the shadow. You're right. Yeah. They're, they're the one who basically, yeah. but they are, they, they can be the, uh, the one who basically tells you know, uh, who convinces the yeah. uh, the the leader that if you don't push that button down, we're destroyed, and we might as well t we should t we might as well take them down with us or whatever. Grand strike, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's if we wait, then they're going to do it. So everybody, you know, basically gets to do it at once, <laughs> or at least close to once, because once one person pushes the button, they're all going to push the button. Well, yeah, it ends up being like war games. Yeah. Well, it's mutually assured destruction. That's the idea. Yeah. All right. If, if you're in a more medieval setting, then the Meller spread out over the world uh, can basically say, okay, on this day, you know, either we build up a religion uh, that basically is so xenophobic of, of our enemies, and we, of course, also use ourselves to set up atrocities and things that get these countries willing to, to fight each other tooth and nail. And we say, you know, God says that you should go forth and strike them down, killing their livestock, their, their, their children, their wives. So basically nothing. Like, kind of like the Crusades. Just, yeah. Yeah. 
Except you do it all over the world. So you have a well, Chinese yeah. crusade. You know, assuming, of course, that their world is like ours. There's a Chinese crusade. The Native Americans are having a crusade with each other. You know, everybody's having a crusade. And they don't actually have to be at exactly the same time because worlds are big, you know, and you could just basically work your way around the world. I, ju I, I just had a realization and I just saw this movie a couple days ago. Bruce, did you see? It was 2016. Matt Damon, Pedro Pascal, The Great Wall. No. Oh, oh, wait oh. a second. Wait a second. My, uh, are you talking, Matt? You talking about the one where they were like monsters trying to climb the wall of China? Yes. That oh one. yeah, I saw that one. Yes, that was. That I like that. The, that would be the. And I just saw it a couple days ago. And I'm looking. I'm going. You know, I, I I look at. You know, I see Matt Damon there, and I see Willem Dafoe, and I see the other guy Tobar. I'm like. Holy crap, that's Mandalorian. You know. But yeah, basically that would no, that is. That's the guy who plays it. I believe you. Um, but yeah, that would be the perfect example of uh, because these things, you know, sort of the the Tao Te, I think they were called, that could be a really good example, folks, of what it would be like if the Meller were in their, you know, natural form and they were just charging the humans to wipe them out. Yeah. It it was a pretty good movie actually. It's very stylistic and, you know, high-flying adventure. But, yeah, and for once, Matt Damon didn't have to be rescued. So, yeah, that would be a good example. Yeah, I went there. Right. But, yeah, that would be a good example of humans in a medieval society trying to fend off a Melor invasion after they've multiplied. Right. Well, so, this is actually what you're saying is the, is the second option, which is make millions of Melor and munch down. Yep. Which which can certainly be done. That's what the whole factory farm idea, or you know, uh, American. You know, think America in their Midwest uh, or their uh, the plains. All of those bison, all producing Meller and least Meller. You know, they wouldn't know what hit them until it hit them. Yeah. And who knows? They maybe they are coming going over the land bridge over to Asia, and and there's literally a million of them coming up and hitting that wall. So there might be a million Chinese, but there's equally a large number of Meller coming their way. An endless supply, it may seem. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure the Meller would really like the hands-on approach in that regard because you know they they're so often the. Uh, you know the as you say the 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 thing behind the throne, but once they get infected, I think that maybe they might change out of that. You know the normal thing is for them never to be the head guy, but maybe when when they be they realize that they're the greatest creatures on the planet, they might decide to take over some of those countries. Well, the thing is, is that usually the master and the great Melor, they're the ones that are behind the throne. They're there, you know pulling the strings it's once they start devolving and multiplying is when you get the things like in the great wall where it's just a horde of melor coming to rip you apart and they get that visceral animalistic thrill of just pure melee combat uh -huh. it's the master melor and the great mellors are the ones that do all the psychological warfare and messing with nations collective heads and stuff okay so yeah, that that's just how I see it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure if you know a master or great Meller got into it, it's got centuries of fighting experience. It'll if it absorbed you know warriors and generals and tacticians. Oh no, one master Meller could take out thirty 
normal humans. Yeah, well, I'm not but, saying it can't be both ways. I mean, they can still do the Machiavellian thing behind the throne until the, yeah. mo the moment where everybody needs to push the button together, and that's when they basically take, you know, tur turn into the, the leader, kill the leader, and they push the button. Or just yeah. knock the leader out of the way and push the button because they have the same... Well, it just depends on whether there's other people in the room or not, or whatever, you know, whether it's you have to... The, of course, you have to have that double key thing going on. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, two people turn into the leader and they do the double key thing. <laughs> you, I can just imagine it's like, you can't, you know, I have one key and the, and the general has one. You cut, might kill one of them, but then the general will kill you and you still will get to work. And then the general turns into a meller too. <laughs> it's like, and they're just sitting there looking and they bow their head and go, crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so assuming this happens and they basically have, you know, scorched earth the entire planet, uh, then, you know, is it no more fun? I mean, do are, are, are the infected Meller basically useless once they've killed, you know, they, do they have no culture of their own, uh, no pop, you know, no, no, do they they just go uh, say well this is no fun because there's no one left for me to kill so time to go sleep for 40,000 years. Well yeah, I mean remember there's still biological robots even with the infection. They still have some core directives and they just hibernate and what is it? They can hibernate up to 14,000 years. I think is what was in Fringeworthy Is it 14? I thought it was 45, but you're you're probably right. It's been a while. But yeah, so they will just, you know, it, and they are robots. They'll just go into hibernate mode like a computer does. Yeah. And now, as soon as, and it, it's almost like a, a, you know, oh God, it's almost like the temporal stasis spell and power in OGL. Or uh -huh. yeah, you can put yourself into stasis and one of the pre-existing conditions for you to wake up again is you're disturbed. There's someone in the area. Somebody's come. So let's say this, this master Melor wiped out this entire planet's life. Radiation finally comes down. It goes into hibernation because it's like, okay, all my I broke all my toys. Eh, I'll take a nap. Here comes an IDET team a thousand years after the war ends where, you know, the radiation might have came down where it's explorable again. And all of a sudden, they hear that footstep on the gravel outside and the Mellor's eyes just open. Well, is, is it going to be like that because of... Uh... You know they're they're under the ground. You know they dig down, so you wouldn't want to inadvertently. You know, well, I mean, uh, a natural process go and unearth them, and they wouldn't wouldn't necessarily want to wake up then, uh, because of their telepathic thing. They could all wake up, and that would be a problem. Uh, so I always yeah. thought that that they're they're tuned to uh, non natural sounds. You know, basically rhythmic sounds, sounds that indicate civilization, commerce, intelligence. You know, things like the the sound of of uh, industry with you know pile, pile drivers, or the sound of an engine turning over, or even the hum of power lines if it could reach that far underground. Yeah. Okay, but not natural sounds like rock falls or footfalls, because that could just be an animal. That could just be an ape. This, this wandering around, you know, they well, well, again, if there's life back on the planet after, you know, the Melor does the score shirt thing, excuse me, it's going to say, Ooh, food. So yeah, it might wake up, you know, want that, you know, quote unquote midnight snack. Yeah. 
Yeah, because what we said was is that, you know, before they hibernate, they basically, you know, cannibalize. They just eat each other, you know, uh, until there's some that are full, you know, and then everybody goes and hibernates. And uh, that gives, because that way they can basically, we, we didn't think they could just hibernate, like you say, like flicking off a, a, a biological switch. Uh, that, But we do know that they are really, really tough in that regard because we know that they can bury themselves in ice or other things, go into cryo storage, and they're perfectly fine. You thaw them out, they wake up. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're, uh, it's, so their you know their their biological processes whatever they are can be very easily suspended, uh, which is also a very good safety measure because they can literally you know throw th in, in if there was a situation where they got called out as demons they could throw themselves into the water and uh, and stay underwater as long as they needed to you know by just hibernating and uh, you know they wouldn't have they wouldn't have to worry about breathing and then people would finally give up and then they could surface take on a new form you know and go about and come at it from another direction so uh, these survival you know techniques that they have means that they have a lot of options as far as waiting out humanity to reappear whatever form it is because you know, theoretically, after they destroyed these people, they might say, well, you know, they're not going to come back as humans. We killed all those. We ate the last one. <laughs> but something else might rise up to be the new dominant species on this planet. We want to make sure that that commonwealth never reoccurs, so we got to make sure we keep smacking down the dominant species on yeah, the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, until somebody comes through and basically wakes, you know, says, uh, uh, you know, Meller from outside says, hey, we can all, you know, go, you know, finally go and beard the true Tameller and our true masters, our true, you know, hated creators, you know, in their lair. So a lot of them are just playing the waiting game until someone comes and shows them the way to, to the final battle. So, you know, that's, but I, uh, but you're, you contend that a Meller really isn't going, doesn't want to create their own culture. They, uh, they don't want to basically form their own species. They are, you know, biological robots and, uh, and without new programming, they're never going to be uh, able to do that, is what you're saying. No, right. I just I I don't see them as being a a race with a culture. They were made to simply serve and observe and copy others. Yeah, I mean, maybe they come up with, and I wouldn't call it really a culture per se. Once they become infected, they just have new programming. Okay, but I would not call it a culture by any means. It's no, I'm saying is if, if there were no humans, would would they form a culture of their own and uh, you're and it seems to me you're saying that they wouldn't. They just would basically. I got nothing to do now until until I can finally fight the, the 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 final battle. So it's time to go to sleep. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Oh, uh, and the reason I'm mentioning that because of the third option, which is they don't kill off the humans. They just make their lives hell. Yeah, cat and mouse games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I did in one of my adventures uh, was. 
this work, and it was an idea that was uh, the the basic idea was put forth by James Buchanan, which was the uh, this world with the um, uh, called the skinnies and the fatties. It was this world where half of them were all fat, really really super fat, and the other half were really really skinny. And so I was like saying, well, that seems very very unlikely. So what's going to have to happen to make that happen? Okay, and so what I did instead was Fat Fatland was actually Wisconsin, and uh, with all that cheese and stuff like that. And the reason that it happened was because a Miller in, uh, be, uh, either became the president or uh, influenced the president. But basically, yeah. what he did was he said he said that that human beings need to get healthier. This is the this was this is not true, but this is the idea. Yeah. So, what we need to do, and we've we've done, there's been experiments that show that really really lean uh, mice and rats uh, live ten times longer than their normal lifespan. Humans could be immortal if they got skinny enough. And so he promoted this idea of one that one percent fat on all human beings. And of course, since he's a Meller, he can actually look like that. He yeah. can actually test out at one percent fat, you know, showing that it can be done. I can do it. You can do it. We're all going to do it. Yeah. And he gets the uh, insurance companies behind it because you know uh, healthier people live longer and therefore pay premiums longer. Yeah. <laughs> and and all that stuff, you know. So everybody, so you got everybody behind it. But not everybody liked this idea. Of course, if you didn't like this idea, you'd be sent off to re-education places where you'd be, uh, uh, you know, forcibly reduced in weight and yeah. uh, and educated the idea that this was the one true way that you should really be doing this. Except Wisconsin, an alien spacecraft, you know, like the Ardana New, crash lands in Wisconsin. And it has the ability to throw up a shield, uh, a biological shield that can, and also missile shield that can cover the entire state, you know, uh, of Wisconsin, or maybe a, you know, a, a, a dome. It's not important. The point really is, is that they're saying we're not going to buy into this, Mr. President. You know, we are. Uh, we're you know we're, we're you know we're we're going to live our lives the way we want to and of course they you know they, they prove that by getting fatter and fatter and fatter which of course it rages the people the the Meller and of course all the people south of that because they're all living that life to be really really thin and here's all these people up there eating you know big piles of cheese and pizzas and all that lots of ice cream with chocolate sauce and and you know broadcasting it on pirate radio and television stations and the internet and yeah. and they're all like going oh so you know of course they try to nuke them but it doesn't work because of the dome and they try to cross over but they can't because you know the the you know the it's a bio shield and um uh, the Canadians won't let them come over into Canada because uh, not 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 the these guys, but the uh, the people they think think everybody in America has gone crazy. 
So they will let them. This is you were you know you can't come over here and 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 try to stage a, an attack over. So they're actually surreptitiously uh, coming in under the water on on their side and and uh, giving them. Uh, uh, you know they're patrolling, keeping the Americans away, and, uh, and 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 giving them some supplies and keeping them going. You know, but uh, it's just that's so. Uh, that was the idea that this Meller, instead of basically trying to kill everybody, he's trying. He's actually he's okay with, of course, lots lots of people are going to die because not everybody can reach that one percent goal. That's a really hard thing to do. You got to have really special diets and a lot of you know, a lot of medical oversight to keep some that much weight off of your body, uh, or be Chris, or or be Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. well, right, exactly, like yeah, he was exactly. in that movie. You know, yeah, but um, or you know, uh, Felissa Lockhart, uh, Flockhart, and you know all that. Oh yeah, Felissa. Yeah. Cl Bale. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but the point was is that so. Instead of killing everybody, he just made he just made millions of people, like three hundred million people, miserable. <laughs> and he took a lot, and that Meller took a lot of pleasure out of that. Instead of feeling he had to destroy them, he felt he was he was do, uh, he was causing more sorrow and disruption by not killing them. So that's another option, which and and that can go on forever if you are smart enough about it. Of course, they're infiltrating other other countries and and getting them to buy into it too so theoretically eventually you might end up with the entire world as a bunch of skinnies and just this one little outpost of fatties on yeah. the planet you know and of course the portal is in the fat land so they come through and they're immediately you know thought of as as a uh, skinny invaders and spies and these guys are like no I'm like 50 pounds overweight. What are you talking about me being skinny? And you look at this guy. Yeah, he's like, like wait. and and he's looking, going, I've got dad bod. What are you yelling at me for? What? <laughs> yeah, it's like 400 pounds. This guy's looking at him. You know, like you know, no, you're obviously is this is a ploy. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, we, nobody can. You know, you're not as fat as we are, so you've got to be them. You know, and they <laughs> got the yeah, whole. No, this is a ploy. No, this is a beer belly. No, this is this is too many tacos at at, at the late night stand there. Yeah, <laughs> you, says that's not fat. You 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 know that's some kind of implant. Because <laughs> they have implants for breasts and butts, you know, and, and they even have it. I think they even have a six pack implant. Oh uh, dear God! So yeah, it's oh, it's quite oh, possible God. to put. You know, to I don't know, inject stuff into you, you know, so you look like you're fat, but you still are maintaining your one percent body weight. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 more of a concept. But I'm saying is that I'm sure that you know they that the Meller could instead just decide to make everybody's life hell rather than just kill them outright and 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 keep that going until again they so they finally find their way to be able to go on to find the to Meller for the final battle. At which point, maybe then they'll kill everybody off. You know, after all, don't want, you know they're Meller. They don't leave jobs undone. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So, as, uh, assuming that at some point uh, uh, you know, they've done all this, they either destroyed their their own world, or you know, uh, they, they've come to some kind of a long term plan. Moving on to another world, you know, they have to have. There's only two ways of there's three ways of doing it. Sorry, there's always three ways, isn't there? Okay, one is, okay, they 
they figured out the whole thing about having a they have a crystal key. They figured out that they can they can take they can you know basically take uh, take the form of a fringeworthy person and then go through and the system won't recognize it. Then they can go to another world um, and you know and and start all over again. You know do it do it again at that new world, whatever state it's in. Now one of the things that works against them is that. Uh, unless their crystal key is high level, they uh, that logic bomb, which I'm wondering if maybe that logic bomb really was the Meller. Richard said it was, but what if it was really the Meller doing one last thing to keep people locked away on their worlds until the Tamellern engineers came around and unlocked their worlds as they went from portal to portal fixing stuff? Uh. Platform to platform. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was the Mellor trying to get get out and they screwed it up. Because yeah. the Mellor... Okay, this is my take on it. Okay. The Mellor were trying to, to disrupt the higher funk. This logic bomb, it sounded like a computer virus to unlock the gates. Well, not is, unlock the gates, but to, to, but to turn off the fringe-worthy filters, and especially the anti-Mellor system. Right. So they were trying to hack that high-level programming, which was put in by the Termeller. Right. They didn't get the program right somehow, so that's how we ended up with all these damn problem portals that we have now. Because the logic bomb screwed up. It wasn't made properly. The Meller were not of a high enough clearance to access the records, the files, to disrupt those filters. Okay. Hence problem portals. Right. Well, the, the point, though, is... And I'm not disagreeing with you. Is you know, uh, but when they they get out there, they find that a lot of these portals are locked. So even if they want, they can't go to all the worlds and and keep wreaking their wrath, you know, against the Commonwealth because a lot of these worlds are literally just locked away from them. Yeah, and not just ones with Meller on them. Most worlds don't have Meller on them. And there's a lot of reasons for that. One is that maybe the Meller were in transit to another world and didn't get back to their own world. Maybe that world doesn't have uh, a civilization that the Meller would have been sent to, you know, because they were only sent to worlds that had intelligent creatures on it. You yeah. Know, some of them were, you know, ro robot run agricultural worlds. They certainly wouldn't have been sent to any of the Tamellar home worlds. Uh, no. Same with the. Uh, uh, same with the uh, entertainment worlds. You know, Meller weren't, you know, they weren't those kinds of slaves. They weren't general purpose slaves. They were built to be, you know, infiltrators. Ultimately envoys to worlds right. that were evolving to where they could be in the Commonwealth. That's right. what the Meller were made for. Right, yeah. manners, mentors. They weren't yeah. They weren't supposed to be barkers at a, at a uh, you know, that was a key axe were for. <laughs> well, no, no, no. If we were well, a lot of from what I understand, the like the farm worlds, uh -huh. those were the Kellor, the ones with the Q, the stick figures. Queller, Queller. Okay, fine, but th those are the ones that handled like the farming worlds and maybe the manufacturing worlds. Right. If the Mellor were the envoys, they were there. There was sentient life on the world, and they would be there millennia upon millennia silently watching these races evolve and when they got to one of the levels of a 
client status. They would appear and, you know, I do want to do this story again. I love telling this story. And uh, it's the Jay Haley version. Go ahead. Okay. We've been taught, and, and this has been a rather advanced, this is like fringe-worthy 300, 400 level classes here that we're talking about here. This is deep fringe-worthy canon that Bruce and I are referring to. A little bit of backstory for those of you who are listening and going, okay, this Melor Commonwealth War, the Kegak were a race uplifted by the Termelorn from the Deinonychus dinosaur. They're about three or four feet tall, and these guys are little backstabbing, conniving, rat... Okay, how can I put this? Rodents of illegitimate parentage. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do. They, yeah. They were all alpha males, whether they were male or female. Well, no, I wouldn't say alpha males. They were just sneaky. They were backstabbing. They were conniving. All right. And so they went through two world wars and almost destroyed themselves. So they attained one of the three client status parameters, which is you are restocked for a war, but you decide not to. You have the weaponry, but you have come to an agreement where it will not, through mutual non-aggression pacts or whatever. If you have the world government, that's even better. That's two of them. So the key, or the Melor that was there on the world decided, oh, these guys are worthy. They finally got their collective together. And this Kegak all of a sudden grows into a full-size Melor. And says, hi, I'm an envoy of the Commonwealth. I'm here to welcome you to it because you have attained client status. What, you're not a Kegak? No, I'm a Melor. I was made by the Termeller. So were you. And the Kegak government, because they're not going to reveal themselves publicly. They're going to reveal themselves to this world government that has, you know, calmed everything down. And they're like, no, no, we weren't made by the Termelorn. We were made by the great Kegak in the sky. And that's when the Melor looks down at them and goes, no, you are the product of a successful lab grant. That's when the Kegak realized, wait a minute, we were nothing more than tools. We've destroyed ourselves almost repeatedly. And these guys could have helped us out and helped us evolve. These things that, you know, this thing is a slave. We're going to free them. Hence the bioengineered virus. A little bit of backstory for those of you new listeners, which we had a few that were listening during our attempt to be live here. So that's just catching you up to speed. And this is how, you know, the Mellor became evil. Just, you know, filling the newer listeners in. So I just wanted to do that. And I do have the fringe-worthy OGL up here. And it said, yeah, mutant Mellor above lesser Mellor who have taken the form of a fringe-worthy being and possess a crystal key of any level above black, the planetary key, are able to hack the system so they are not detected by the Tremelon defense mechanism and are free to travel to any world that is open to them so as long as they remain in that fringe-worthy form. Now, if a mutant Meller is safely traveling on the fringe pass, that could be on a platform or on a path. If it switches back to that non-fringe-worthy form, 80, such as combat, 88% chance of doing so, it will be detected and destroyed by the defense system even though if it takes a form of fringe-worthy. And it is D100 points of damage as it passes through a portal or travels on the pathways. So it could be what, okay, the pathways are 50 miles long. Yeah. It could be 25 miles, halfway on a pathway. And all of a sudden, let's say combat occurs and it reverts back to normal form or the form of a non-fringe worthy. They get shocked. That that bolt will come from 25 miles away and zap them and keep doing so until they get to a world. Which if you're out in the middle of a pathway and you can't get to a a... Alt portal or prime portal, yeah, that Mellor's going to die. 
Yeah. So yeah, and it it I always thought that the key had to be like absorbed into them, which I'm sure they could do just to keep it safe. But as long as it's on their person, in a pocket or in their hand or around, you know, a, a necklace or something. Yeah, as long as they possess that key, they have it on their person somehow, and they are in a, in a fringe-worthy form, and they stay in that form while entirely on the fringe paths, they hack the system. They can move freely from world to world. So yeah, I'm reading this from page 93 from Fringeworthy OGL, just to get everything straight and on the, the level here. And as far as the, um, okay, once detected, the mutant Miller can't hope to hide again from the hibernation, oh, hide from the defense systems and get off the fringe paths and stay off for a minimum of 24 hours. Okay, so yeah, they have to be on an altar of prime for one whole day. And I guess that it's to clear their, what's the term I'm looking for here? Clear their biosignature from the system yeah. to show that they're not a threat. And then they can go back out and travel again as long as they stay in the fringe with you. And I'm sure that was probably also trial and error where, you know, let's say two mutant Meller met on a world and they do the the touch telepathy to transmit information. Yeah. That's how they look. So, oh, okay, that's the hack. Thank you. Don't switch out of a fringe-worthy form. Got it. Yeah. Thanks for the info, buddy. And they go on their way. Yeah. As long, yeah. And, and if, you know, and that person, if that person, the person who first figured this out, Meller, that, you know, if they know where there's a lot of crystal keys, they might go there, get them, and then start passing them out. You know, yeah. start traveling the fringe paths. You Looking know. for its infected brethren to give them the hack. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, this is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.